Hello, I'm Seagal Shoham, and this is the Conflict Hotline. What you say next can change your world. I will be hosting today's show, and we'll be examining the anatomy of yes and no in the workplace. With me in the studio to explore the topic are Mickey Kashchen, our conflict coach, Ali Miller, and Carrie Tepperman are our role players. They'll work together to role play workplace situations. I'll be watching what they do along with you and asking questions about what happens. Let's start off by looking at a workplace situation we call don't take yes for an answer. Thank you. So Ali is the boss, will be playing Susan. And uh, Carrie will be Grace, who is a technical writer. So Grace, I need that technical specification report by Wednesday. Um, can you do that? Abs okay, yes, I will. I'll have that for you on Wednesday. Okay, great. Wonderful. Let's roll forward, and now it's Wednesday. Okay, so hi, Grace. Um, do you have those specs for me? You know, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't have them. What do you mean you don't have them? You said the other day you said you would have them done by today. Well, I had thought I would be able to get them done, and I had hoped that I would be able to get them done, but, but, but they, they are not actually finished. So you mean to tell me that you just didn't get it done? That's true. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't able to get it done. Well, what, are, what am I supposed to do now? I mean, I was counting on you to have it done. You said you were going to have it done. Thank you. Let's pause for a second, and we'll come back to this later. But before we leave, I, I wanted to ask you something. This okay. is not the first time this has happened, right? This is not the first time. OK. So when there is a repeating pattern, you don't change it after it's already happened. At this point, there's nothing you can do. Your point of being able to do something was earlier. My guess is that you knew she wasn't going to have it done by Wednesday when she said yes. I suspected, yeah. I wasn't trusting that she would have it done. Right, and you didn't do anything about it. Yeah, I was keeping my fingers crossed. Great, so we'll come back to this point because this is a very common thing that we can all learn from. Um, so back to you, Sigal. Thank you, Mickey. Conflict Hotline is a live call-in program about the challenges that we face in our relationships at home and in the world. It's about what awareness and skills we can develop to face those situations more successfully. We are an all-volunteer effort with no budget, and we're all affiliated with Bay Area Nonviolent Communication. Give us a call with your conflict. Our number is 510-848-5483. Now let's see what happens when we bring some consciousness and skills to the situation. Thank you. So um, we're back at this. So I want you to start and pause, you know, ask her and do all the same thing. Mm -hmm. And pause and let me know when the suspicion comes up for you. Well, it comes up even before I think of going to ask her. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. So that's, that's good to know. Yeah. So, um, what keeps you from saying something to her about it? That's a good question. Um, I don't want, I guess I don't want her to feel bad. I don't want her to think that I don't trust her. Mm -hmm. But you don't trust her? I don't. Okay, so why don't you want her to think that you don't trust her when it's the truth? I think I'm just hoping this time she'll do it. Great. That's something you have in common, I am sure. And you're both wrong, obviously. But yeah. let's check with Grace for a moment. In the moment when you say yes to her, 
Do you know that it's not going to happen? Well, I don't know 100% that it's not going to happen. I, I know that there's a chance that it might not happen. Um, I know it, you know, it might be likely that it not happen. But, I, but there's a little room for hoping it will. Great. Yeah. You're so united. It's wonderful. Um, you united in an illusion. Do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> We're both in denial. Yeah. And you are hoping it will work out. She's hoping it will work out. You both kind of know that it won't work out, and you're both afraid to own it. Yeah, it would just be so much easier if it would work out. Right, but yeah. it's not going to. No, it's not. So the question is, what would it take for you to have the courage to face it and approach her differently? I'm not sure. Would you like to give it a try? Okay. So what is the, the, the absolute truth that uh, if you weren't worried about how she was going to feel, what would you say? Because oftentimes the truth is much easier to say than we think if okay. we can um, you know, bring care to it. So the truth is like, I know you're going to say yes, but I know you're not going to have it done, but mm -hmm. I really need you to have it done. Mm -hmm. So um, what part of it is the part that um, feels hard to say? The, I know you're not going to have it done. OK. So if we're going to be really precise, you don't actually know that. Right. So the truth is, I am worried that she's not going to have it done. OK. Why can't you say that? I could say the worried part. Yeah. Should I try? Try. Yeah. OK. Um, so, Grace, I really need this um, technical specification thing done by Wednesday, and I'm a little worried that you're not going to be able to get it done by then. Um, do you think that it would be possible for you to do that? No, she's not going to change her pattern, so watch what happens. Oh, um, yes, yes. If, I, if it's important for you to have it, I, I'll have it. Okay. Okay. So um, you don't trust it, right? So now so I'm worried. This that is why she's we call lying. it don't don't guess, don't take yes for an answer, because it's very easy to take yes for an answer because it delays the moment of finding out that the yes was really a no. So your job is to find out the truth now. Okay. Now, if she's saying yes. Um, she probably knows just as much as you do that this is unlikely. Now, there are other situations, and I, I want to name them, and uh, maybe we can touch on it a little later. But there, there could be many reasons why she says yes. In this case, she's saying yes, and we've established this already, um, basically out of some fear of conflict, you know, kind of like the illusion, the hope that maybe it will work out. Mm -hmm. um, and that. If there is any sense that there might be fear there, what can you do to make it easier for her to own the truth and say the no? Because the, the reality is it's better for both of you yeah. to know the truth now yeah. rather than later after the negative effect has ha already happened. Yeah. So, so maybe say something like... Try it out. Okay. Um, Maybe even just saying, like, if 
do you think you'll be able to get it done by Wednesday? And if not, like I'm, I'm really open to hearing that, and then we can work together about around it. If but I'm concerned that you're saying yes, but you don't really mean yes. And I just want you to know that I'm willing to work with you if you don't think you can get it done by Wednesday. So I'm curious before you answer. Do you have any sense of having more room to say no? I have a little bit more sense, but there's, I still am sitting here feeling like she's my boss, I have to say yes. I still feel some of that. I still feel more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, and I mean, I mean, I'm finding it interesting that she's not saying what she always says. Yeah. And I'm, 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 there's a part of me that, that's able to kind of start to take it in, but not enough to respond to it. Mm -hmm. So my sense is that there are two things that you can do to increase the chances that she will take it in. One is say fewer words. Okay. Because you said it several times, the same thing. Okay. Um, and the other is let it go, give her the answer, and then you can still say afterwards, you say, okay, I know you said yes, and I really want you to know that it's more important for me to know now what the truth is than to find out later that you couldn't. Because I think that will give you a little bit more room, wouldn't it? Um, I think it will, will give me a little more room. I, I think that the thing that, I think the thing that I'm needing is that she needs to find out more about my world. Mm -hmm. That instead of telling me what has to be done, because I can only hear it as what has to be done, yeah. she needs to find out more about my world, how right. heavy my workload is in the next two days. Mm -hmm. And then we, I think I might be able to trust that I can say something, have a choice about yes or no. Sigal, I, I somehow have a thought that there's something brewing in you, Samaya. Question, not yet? Not yet. I'm struck by um, that it's easier, it could be easier to tell the truth than we think it is mm -hmm. um, so far. But mm -hmm. I'd like to see that play out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, so there's multiple routes I could take, right? Like, so, but I hear that Grace is wanting me to inquire into her world more. Okay. So what, tell me, how's it going for you? Like, how's your workload going right now this week? You know, I have uh, four deadlines on Wednesday. Four different people have asked me and told me that uh, it's a hard week. You know, after Wednesday, things start to clear up. But between now and Wednesday, I have uh, four deadlines so I'm hearing for that various people. Actually, to, so, so you have a lot going on. So getting it done by Wednesday isn't something that is feasible for you. Well, if, if you want to go talk to, I can tell you who, who else has asked me to get things done by Wednesday. I mean, if you can go, if you want to have a conversation with them and negotiate with them, maybe they don't need, you know, maybe for them Thursday would be okay. Maybe, you know, maybe, yeah. but I don't think I can add one more thing that needs to be done by Wednesday. Um, okay. Isn't there relief in knowing Yeah, I'm noticing how much I appreciate your saying that last thing you said. And how is it for you to say it? Well, it's, it feels good because it's like I'm in charge of my life again. Yes. You know, because I, I mean, what it, what's true is I have a brain. I know what I can get done by Wednesday. And I know what my commitments are. 
and when I when I only feel like I can say yes, it's as if I don't have a brain. It's as if I'm a little puppet. Yeah, and this way it was nice to see some sense of collaboration, like we're you're working on this together. It's not like do it, and then she has no choice but to say yes, whether or not she can. And then she's left alone with all the juggling. And this way, there's kind of some sense of holding it together. And, and the one thing I want to say is in this role play, I'm imagining that the three other people who've given me deadlines on Wednesday, or the four, are all at her, have power over me. They're higher up in the hierarchy than I am. They're where she is in the hierarchy. So I can't really go to them and negotiate those changes. It, it, she has to do that because they're, you know, they're, they can do that, whereas I don't feel like I can. Great. We're going to t tackle that in a second. Um, I want to know if, uh, if there's any aha that you've had about this. That Well, the thing I hadn't realized was that Grace had so much other work going on. Like, I had no idea that there were these other people you know, asking you to do this stuff th during the same time period. So that's news to me. And this is powerful, what is happening, because you won't find out without making room for her. Mm -hmm. So the whole dynamic of do this, and um, you know, I don't want to hear the details, you just get it down by Wednesday, which is the common, the typical dynamic in the workplace. That whole dynamic prevents you from knowing the truth, mm -hmm. either about what is or isn't possible, the actual uh, necessary information, it blocks it. Mm -hmm. And it also blocks the sense of camaraderie and working together. So there is something that if you change it to an invitational um, uh, dynamic, then you hear more truth and you have more options for navigating what is happening. That to me is a very powerful insight. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add to that? Mm -mm. Anything you want to add to that? I can imagine a, um, a viewer watching this and saying, geez, that's going to take forever if I, every time I have to give someone you know, a direction that I need to stop and figure out what else they're doing. I mean, that's sort of their responsibility to figure out Thank you. what else they're doing. So I'm wondering about efficiency. So the, the question for me is that people often don't consider the later cost when they talk about something taking time. What's going to take more time, this little exchange or picking up all the pieces of the disaster that happens mm -hmm. on when Wednesday that you happen. didn't know about? Yeah, yeah. Which one? I, I'm confident that the Wednesday disaster takes much more work um, to deal with. That's, that's number one. Mm -hmm. And number two is that when you do this over time, it becomes incredibly quick because you already have a rhythm of mutual support. Mm -hmm. It's not about negotiating and figuring things out. It's about How moving. do we work it out? Yeah. And I can imagine, yeah, it'll, be, it'll get quicker also because there'll be more trust. She'll be able to exactly. say no more easily next time yeah. if there's, this happens a bunch of times. Yeah. Now, the piece that I want to pick up, if, if we're done with your end, is I want to pick up the piece on your end where you say, I am not in a position to have this dialogue with these people. Right. 
and um, and I want to have this be as a kind of like an invitation to all the people who don't have formal authority in the workplace to recognize your own power. You can take charge of the situation without being formally in authority. <clears throat> you can go to any one of these people, be it Ali or anyone else, and say, I want to come and tell you that uh, there is a crisis going on. I have, you know, what you asked me to do, and what Ali asked me to do, and what three other people asked me to do, and it's not humanly possible to do all of these. <clears throat> I would like you to talk with your colleagues so that you can prioritize what's most important for me to focus on so I can support you in the best and most efficient way. Which boss wouldn't be happy to hear this? The one that was afraid to have a conversation with her coworkers about priorities. Yeah. So it, it stretches on. Yeah. And so if you anticipate that, you can say, would you like me to talk to the other people to help you out? And then you become an asset to the company. Would you like to practice that with Ali for a moment? OK. So I'll start. So we're, she's going to ask, well, assume she just asked me if I can get this done by Wednesday. Uh, no, somebody else asked you, and you're coming to Ali. Oh, I see. Susan. Uh, yeah. So to, uh, to Susan, right, Susan. <laughs> Thank you. Ali is not at all a boss in that way. Okay. So um, you're coming to Susan. Uh, Susan, OK. All right, OK, Susan, I just wanted to get back to you about that conversation we had um, this morning, early this morning, when you asked me to do um, this report for you. And I wanted you to know that since you asked, and I agreed to do it, and since you asked me to do it, Three more people have asked me, and, and you know, John, Sally, and Sue have all asked me uh, for reports due by Wednesday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I, can't, I can't really see me getting all, all four of them done by Wednesday. I mean, I know you know what's involved, and uh, to do them thoroughly and accurately. So um, I, I'm thinking one of us should probably talk to the people who have um, you know, made those requests. And I, I'm happy to do it if you'd like. I can check in with them and start to get a feeling um, for what people's priorities so, are. So, so I want to I um, uh, support you by streamlining it a little bit. The, the key is that you're trying to make yourself an asset. Right. And so the, the, the key piece here is that you can do the reports. It's not at your level that the prioritizing gets done. Right. So really, you are doing her a service right. by telling her that this is going on. Right. If you frame it like this, it changes the whole dynamic. I'm coming to tell you. I'm coming to alert you okay. that there is a problem. In the making. Yes. Okay. The, I have. Uh, what you asked me to do and three other things okay. and I cannot do all of them. So uh, somebody needs to prioritize um, and that's a conversation with the other people. Are you comfortable having that conversation or would you like my support? That's how you frame it. So you frame it as support for your boss. That is what changes it from hmm. a complaint 
oh, I can't do this, and I'm not uh, this, and I'm handing the problem back to you, to I am coming to help you. Right. That's the intentionality. That's what empowerment means. It's empowerment in the service of the whole. And with that, it's time for us to take a break. So it seems like a good spot for us to um, put up the call-in number once again, and we'll be back in a moment. But it does not matter anyway. No, it does not matter anyway. Today we're talking about workplace conflicts, and we have a caller on the line. It's Elise from Florida, and let's hear what she has to tell us today, what she wants us to work with. So tell us the situation. So I help manage a family foundation and we make financial grants to support nonprofit organizations seeking to improve human health. We also seek to go beyond investing dollars with these organizations to also build collaboration within the organizations and the healthcare space as a whole. And we want to invite a We'd like to invite a group of nonprofit organizations together to brainstorm how they could collectively work together. One of the leaders of one of the nonprofit organizations is unwilling to attend the gathering that, that we're inviting the group to participate in because she, she feels that if another organization is represented at the meeting, she would not attend because in in her opinion, that organization has acted without integrity. Thank you. So far, so clear. And can you say a word about, um, are you in a lot, do you concur with the idea that this organization acted without integrity? Uh, I, I think I wouldn't, hmm. I concur that the specific behaviors that have frustrated her did occur, yes. Great. So you interpret them did, uh, differently, and that's, um, can you just say how you're framing it so that we, when we play the role, we have an understanding about why the invitation is being issued to that organization, too? <coughs> we feel that each organization involved in this space has something important to add in the way of learnings and knowledge and perspective. Got it. And, and essentially what I'm hearing between the lines is um, regardless of, um, you know, that any organization may have some flaws and something to contribute and you want to um, pull together all the gifts. That's true. And our feeling is if we waited to have perfect organizations to call a meeting that could benefit everyone, we would have no attendees. Great. I understand, appreciate this, and now invite you to watch and listen while we play the situation here. And then at the end, uh, we'll ask you to comment on how it was to um, hear us do uh, role play this situation for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Elise. And so, um, uh, Carrie, you're going to be Elise. Uh, do you have any questions to the real Elise before proceeding? No, not at this point. And Ali, you're going to be, let's call you Deb, okay. and you are the leader of the organization that says, if they're coming, I'm not. Okay. 
Um, can I ask Elise a question? Yes. Elise, can you give me a reason, like, can you be a little more specific about the lack of integrity for why I don't, why I'm not going to come if they're coming? Mm-hmm. Thank you. The, the, the organization that's uh, being, being accused of lacking integrity is new to the space, and they're, they lack the same amount of experience that the other organization does. And they have a passion to just solve problems quickly and in some cases have used other people's material without their permission, believing that we all are working towards the same goal and everyone would find this to be a useful approach. And it's been offensive to, um, so it's an issue really around tact and diplomacy and uh, and graciousness. Okay, thank you. Great. So, Elise, um, now we're in the studio. We're, uh, when I say Elise, I mean, I'm talking to Carrie, and I, when I want to talk to you, I will find a way to make it clear. Okay, so Elise here in the studio. Here is Deb. Have the conversation, see what happens. So, are, are, am I starting with the invitation to yeah. come? Okay. So Deb, we're putting together this meeting. We're getting all the uh, all the players together in one in one room. Oh, fabulous! We'd really love you to be there. Great. Um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Who's going to be there? Um, organization X, Organization Y, Organization Z, Organization M. Organization or M. Yeah. Organ yes. Organization M. Oh boy, you know how I feel about them. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work for me to be there if they're going to be there. So when when you hear that Organization M is coming, it just well, you know, you know what they've been doing with the plagiarizing and the, it's I don't I don't think I want to be associated with them. So what's happening for you as you hear this? Well, I'm I'm having sympathy for her actually. Mm because I can understand what her objection is. And, uh, and I, I, it, it doesn't seem crazy mm -hmm. um, that she is cautious, you know, is cautious to the point of not wanting to be associated with them. I do understand that. Do you also have this urge to try to explain to her why she should? Um, I, yes, there is an impulse to put a, you know, do a yes, but. Mm -hmm. Yes, all of that, but I want you to see the value in the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, so uh, this is a very common situation both in and out of the workplace where you have understanding, but, and there, ha there is a, this yes, but. When there is a yes, but, um, the but energy hovers over the understanding energy and basically takes it away because the person on the other end can feel the butt hovering there. Do you know what I mean by a butt yeah. hovering? Yeah. And if you feel the butt hovering, you cannot <laughs> take in the understanding. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. So there is some way that uh, you need to completely separate the two. Okay. And you do that by uh, kind of like taking a breath and recognizing that you will have an opportunity to explain yourself. And that opportunity increases the more you give her a hearing. So in order to give her a hearing, 
after you kind of like let go and put it aside, it's, you focus on this. She just basically said no to you. Right. Every no has a yes behind it. So you, if you think about what it is that she's saying yes to and hear that, focus on hearing that instead of hearing the no, you're on your road to connection. So give it a try. What, is she, what do you think she's saying yes to? So I'm, I'm guessing that there, there's, there's this piece about integrity that's really important to you. Yeah. And maybe professionalism. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't want my name associated with them. So part of it is really, you really want to make sure that you're seen for the integrity that you have. Yeah. 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 There's, I, I'm hearing this thing about not wanting her name associated. It seems really powerful. And what you reflected back didn't seem to have as much charge. Uh, so I want to try out to see. Is there some way that you want to collaborate in a way that increases the overall value and the trust that people might have in the work that you're doing and you want that to have a high integrity? Yes, definitely. Okay, so now um, you can see if she has room to hear where you're coming from. Okay. But you well, check it out with her first. So, having heard that, uh, there's, uh, I, I have something I'd like to say, and I'm wondering if, if, if it'd be possible for you to listen right now. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're not going to try to convince me to come. Great. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, in, a, in a way, a version of what happened earlier. She's saying yes, and I'm hearing a very loud no. No, yeah. Well, typically, I would have done some more iterations of, Great. of the listening before I so checked in. One of the nice things is that about using these skills is that if you really stay connected with the other person, then even if you are mistaken in your assessment, they will correct you, which is what she just did. So maybe we try to talk to her too early, then she'll let us know. No, I'm not ready. She didn't say it quite like this, but that's what I heard. Yeah. So keep going. Take it from here. So so I'm wondering if while we're having this conversation, you're thinking about what happened with him last year, that incident that we talked about before. Yeah, I'm also, you know, concerned for you that you're getting connected with them. You know, they, they in my mind, I mean, maybe you see it differently, but in my mind, they're not building a very good reputation for themselves. And if you're collaborating with them, then that could affect you. And so I'm getting that how that, I mean, part of what I'm hearing is that this work is so important to you. Mm -hmm. And so that the organizations that have gained trust and stature in the community um, that that you you really want to make sure that nothing happens to to tarnish our image, and that you mm -hmm. really want us. Yeah, so we can keep doing it. Yeah. And, yeah. So. And make an impact. And make an impact, and really be effective, and and work together. Yeah. To to meet the needs, um, people's health needs in our in the community. Yeah. 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 
I am sensing more of a more of a togetherness. Somehow, it's not it, it lost the sense of um, tug, and became more. There was something very touching about part of her no is out of care for you. Yeah. In some way. That was very touching for me as an observer. Did that resonate with you in that way too? Yeah. And I'm curious how you're feeling in this moment. And I'm curious how you're feeling in this moment. I guess I, the next thing that wanted to come out was I'm wondering if you're worried about it too or like do you share that concern or no? Yeah. And that is what happens, uh, you know, like clockwork. If you listen with sufficient spaciousness, sooner or later, the person becomes interested in your experience, spontaneously. You don't even have to work hard for it. So here's the question. Are you worried about it too? Well, it's certainly, it it has certainly been on my mind, and I've been giving it a lot of thought. I've really, um, I've really mulled it over, and I've talked to my leadership team about it because um, I have the, some of the same concerns that you do, and I, I also know this organization has a 30-year history in the community, and I don't want to jeopardize what we've built up. So it has been on my mind. And um, I would pause here. Yeah. That's that's a lot. And check back in with her. There is something about we we are so unused to maintain connection and check in with each other that we very often mm -hmm. launch into just saying a lot of things and and then saying more things. Every time you want to say ah, that may be a time to check in with the other mm -hmm. person. Did the message get in? Did you connect? Did it contribute? Did it not? Where are they? Are they ready for the next piece? Any one of these things, we usually just don't check in. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time, and it helps you navigate together instead of being on two separate currents that by accident sometimes come together. It seems to me like if she keeps going, then there might be a no coming up here that doesn't get to get said, but then she'll yes. turn off, and then there'll be a whole other kind of no instead yeah. of having worked, you know, having done your work to get that yes that you finally got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how would you check in with her at this point? So um, I would just pause. Mm -hmm. I think that would be, I mean, I, I think I would pause at that point and look at her and give her an, an opportunity to respond. I think if I, if I just create, she'll mm -hmm. probably say something. She looked like she was going to say something. Mm -hmm. And if not, I could prompt something, but I think just pausing. Mm -hmm. So what I'm getting is that you've had some of the same concerns that I've had, and that you've talked about it with your team, and that you guys have, I'm not really clear, you decided that it's okay, you're just, the concerns aren't big enough, or? Well, I decided that, that the, that I know this sounds a little funny. I decided that the risks of having them out of the tent were greater than the risks of having them in the tent. Um, I my feeling, I mean, is that they've been kind of haphazard in certain ways. It's created some problems for all of us. Uh, 
my, my intention or my hope is that if we bring them in the fold, that they will start to have a better understanding of best practices. Mm. That they will see how we interact with each other, how we, um, how we respect each other, how we hold each other with care around confidentiality and around uh, things you know, that, like that so that we can continue on with our collaborations. So your strategy is like to include them so that they kind of learn the ropes or learn how we all operate and then maybe they'll change and that'll be safer for all of us? Yeah, I think I, I'm, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that it's not out of ill will that they've done some of these things. It's out of lack of experience and lack of mentoring mm. and lack of coaching. So I'm wanting to create some more opportunities for that. Hmm. And you have hope that they're kind of open to that? Yes, I did. And I had a long conversation with the Beth, the director, and I did tell her what my concerns were. Mm. I laid them out, um, and I told her why I was going to reach out to them, and that I had reservations about it, but it seemed um, that it was more valuable to bring them in and to, to work through some of these things as a group together. Now I'm noticing I'm more kind of open to coming because, partly because we share the same concern and because you already reached out to Beth and there's something I like about this idea of like bringing them in as opposed to excluding them and kind of making them the enemy. The, there is, the piece that I'm getting from all of this is um, a very deep principle of trying to counter the ethos of, um, you know, excluding mm -hmm. everybody and excluding everybody and excluding everybody except the ones that are perfectly aligned with exactly who you are. So then you have only you and yourself and yourself and yourself <laughs> in the room at the end. Okay. That there is something about here that you are, you are modeling a different kind of integrity around a different value of, um, of working with the differences, working with the conflict, working with the discomfort to create cohesion through it rather than give up on people. Is, is that uh, part of uh, the value that is leading you to do this? Yes. And I also, in, inside, I know I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and that if, if I start to get the sense that we, we aren't, we aren't connecting with her around these things. If it's yeah. that I'll have a next step. Yeah. That I'm not going to like sit on a runaway train. So, that, so part of it is also uh, implicitly, again, I'm hearing the willingness to confront this other person. And so there is something about if we want to work together in collaboration when there are issues, we need to be really good at giving each other feedback. Uh, like real feedback, honest feedback. So all the, um, you know, niceties are not going to create powerful collaboration because the niceties have, it's almost like they have the exclusion as the kind of like backdrop. We will be nice to each other for as long as it works out and then we're going to drop each other. Mm. We're never going to actually face our conflicts and work through them. 
and that, that that is the value that you're bringing into this collaboration, which I'm really appreciating. And I get a sense that Deb here is getting inspired yeah, totally. about that possibility. Yeah, and I don't feel at all like you're pressuring me or trying to convince me to join you guys. And that's because you heard her so fully and you responded to her curiosity rather than pushing the explanation on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sigal, anything? I'm actually curious to yeah, hear from Elise. Too. Elise, are you there on the, on the, on the call? I am. Uh, any feedback for us about uh, how we've been doing this? It's just beautiful to hear you work around the value of inclusiveness. It, it was fantastic for me, really helpful, because that's ultimately what we wanted to achieve here, was to understand each other and create something together that none of us could create on our own. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any questions or other comments that you have? You know, I, I think that the tendency to feel defensive as they were, as this one organization was sort of saying, you know, you can't possibly be taken seriously as, as a funder if you include this M organization. Under that, under that statement is a great deal of care, actually. Yes. And that came through to me, just yeah. how important it is to all the organizations that are reputed, uh, there's a care for our reputation under that. And if I'm able to step beyond the trigger to become and, and defend and really hear that care that's underneath, then we can connect more deeply. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that that insight uh, came through. Uh, Sigal, anything? No, I, I think it's time for us to take a break, actually, and we can come back and reflect on more of all of the lessons at the end of the, at the, end of the program. Welcome back to the Conflict Hotline. We've got time for one more scenario. This one's called, We've Already Tried That. Mickey? Thank you. This is a, a project group that's working together, a team, and Carrie's going to play Joan. And Ali is going to play Carol. And um, Joan is coming to a team meeting and has a new idea about something. You know, I, I had this great idea. I think, uh, from, I think that what we could do is we could try, um, instead of doing the cold calls first, why don't we send out this, um, this little piece of literature first. Oh, we already, we already tried that. That didn't work. No, we've done that already. Any other ideas? Well, I'm wondering if you just take a look at the piece of literature I designed. Because I'm thinking maybe the piece of literature I designed is a little bit different than the one that you did I mean, before. I've, OK, I'll take a look at it. But I can't imagine it's going to be any different. Do you want to show me? Yeah, here, why don't, you, why don't you take that and see if it's like what you did before. It, it's, it's identical. It's, I mean, it couldn't, it's almost identical. It's, it's the same idea. And we've done it, and it didn't work. So I don't, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste our time. How are you feeling? 
Um, not as bad as I thought. <laughs> but I, the thing that makes me feel bad is this happens every time. I, haven't, I try and come up with something that I think might improve our situation. Yeah. So, um, and what have you done about this in the past? I, nothing. I just, you know, wait till I have another idea and I bring it up again. And what's been your success rate so far? I would say zero. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's try to do something different. Let me give you a new idea. <laughs> so have you thought, have you tried to consider what it is that's leading Carol to say no? Um, I think that she's comfortable with the way she does things. And I think she has a certain amount of, you know, we've, and, and, there's, and she's been successful with the way she's done things. And so a little bit of it is, you know, if it's not broken, why fix it? And I also think she's, she'd just rather put the energy into doing what's, I think it's about efficiency. In other words, this works 80% of the time or 75% of the time, let's just do it and not get distracted with these other things. Great. Have you ever checked with her if your read on why she says no is accurate? No. Because um, uh, this, this is key. If you, if, if she's the one that makes the decisions. Right. There is something, uh, it's kind of a bit of a harsh reality and it's, it bears knowing, which is if you don't have the formal power the only reason for her to listen to you is because of connection. There's, she has no incentive to listen to you. So unless you can figure out a way to connect with her, you will always be on the sidelines. So uh, win her trust. And you do that by showing her that what matters to her is something that you hold dear. When you keep bringing new ideas, as she keeps saying no to them, excuse me, you're becoming a pest, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> you make yourself a pest by the fact that you keep doing the same thing without taking in the feedback that, she's getting, that you're getting from her. So I would, I would like you to engage with that feedback so that she has a sense that she's heard, that you care about her then there might be room for new ideas. There might still not be. If you have any chance, it's through connection. So okay. try that out. And so let's take it up from the moment when you said, no, we've tried that. And what you, where you went to is to try to convince her. Right. And I want you to take a different route instead. So yeah, no, we've tried that already. It didn't, it didn't work. So it's not. I guess I'm, what I'm hearing is a little bit of tiredness in your voice. Like it, mm. we're running over the same ground over and over when I bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Let's pause right here for a second. Is there a relief for you in having that named? There's a relief that she's not pressuring me to, to look at it, mm -hmm. that it's something different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like something new is happening, and that's a relief. Yeah. Because that rut was not going anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, carry on. So, um, yeah, I am tired. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
my, you know, it's interesting because what came up in me is I wanted to express something and I have a feeling she's not ready to hear anything yet. No, she's not. Yeah. So. <coughs> but but you, in order to be able to stay with her, you need to listen to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Why is it that you want to express right now? What is it that you want to express and why? Um, not to her, to yourself. To, yeah, should I say it out loud so yeah. people, yeah. Okay, so what I wanted to say is, you know, I just, I so much want to contribute to this situation, and I just don't know how, because I just got here, and I don't know any of the history. I don't know anything. Great. I don't know anything that's been done. So, um, for you, in order to have the strength to stay with her, it's almost like you need to honor your own desire to contribute inside, because she's not honoring it. It's on you to honor it, to give yourself energy to stay with her. So it's almost like you take a tiny breath inside. I so much want to contribute, and I want my, my contribution recognized, and I want it to mean something. And you say that all inside yourself. Breathe, and then you have more room to, to stay with her. Okay. I'm going to try that. Mm -hmm. Well, as, I, as I'm sitting here with you, I'm, getting, I'm beginning to see how frustrating it could be to sit in a meeting with someone like me, who's, who's brand new, I don't know any of the history, and you know, there are so many things that you already have tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And remember that what you want to f convey to her is that you understand what's important to her. So if you can name the values or the priorities or the goals or the vision that okay. matter to her, she will have a sense of, oh yeah, she gets it. So, and that, and that, it, that part of the frustration is how much you really do um, want to be able to move forward and serve the community that, that we, um, that needs our help so much. Yeah, and I think I'm doing a good job. I mean, don't you think we're doing a good job already? That's a very, very powerful clue. <laughs> so what I'm hearing in that is that every time you come in with a new idea, she hears it somehow as a criticism. Right. You wouldn't know this unless you had this conversation. And if she hears it as a criticism, she'll never be open to new ideas. So, yeah, I do think we do an amazing job. That's, that's why I wanted to, mm -mm -mm -mm. No. oh, yes. You're taking yeah. it to you, you yeah. see? Yeah. So, that, that yeah. I, I want to pause because it's so easy, especially when you're asked a question, question. about you. Yeah. It's very easy to shift the focus to you yeah. and go down the rabbit hole into yeah. doing all the things that you wanted to do. It's like, yes. And keep the focus on yeah. her. Yeah, especially when your boss asks you a question. You know, yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. thank you, gotta answer it. Yeah. So she just, her, I just wanna track back so I'm remembering what she said. So, so you said, don't you think, and don't you think we are doing a good job? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't you think we're doing a good job? 
so it's so I want to yeah. jump in here because yeah. it looks like it's taking some energy here to, to stay and connect. And, and it seems like that's the gist of this moment because we are getting to the close of our show here. Um, so I want to just see if we can distill the highlights from this. I, 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 I want to start mm -hmm. by saying in moments like this, every second that you can stay with the other person, put the energy and stay with the other person, builds more trust and more of a foundation for the future. Mm -hmm. mm. Even, even the effort is really worth it because it bears fruit, sometimes in the, in the instant and sometimes over time. And it seems like what really allowed you to do that was to take that breath and take the responsibility of, of kind of getting centered yourself. It, it seems like a trick, one of those tricky situations where you can depend on the other person to honor you, honor what's important to you, and sometimes we need to just honor what's important to us in order to create that connect, to maintain that connection yeah. and stick with it. Any other insights from this or any of the other scenarios that stands out for each of you? One thing that's standing out for me is I know in a lot of workplaces, like efficiency is so important to people. And so that point you made about like, well, it can take a lot longer if you don't deal with the connection now, and that it might take a little bit more time up front to deal with the connection, but that it ends up saving time in the long run. I think mm -hmm. that's a really important point. Mm -hmm. The thing that really stood out for me was when, um, in, in the scenario with the caller, with Elise, when you said, yeah, sure, you can tell me what you want to say, but don't try and convince me. Mm -hmm. that how attuned we have to be to hearing that no. Because mm -hmm. it sounded to me like a yes, and if I were in Elisa's situation, I would be very tempted to explain myself mm -hmm. if I heard that. So I, I liked you pointing that out, that it was really a no. Anything that stands out to you in addition? Well, I mean, I think that the last moment was very interesting where she asked me a direct question about don't you think so? And it really seemed like an invitation for me to respond to that question, especially from a, someone who has authority mm. over me. It seemed almost like a command. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was an interesting moment to kind of uncouple my, my reaction. Great. Well, this is the end of our time together for this month. If you liked what you saw today and are moved to want to learn these tools, call our organization, Bay Area Nonviolent Communication, or look at our website for upcoming training opportunities with me and others. In particular, we have two very exciting events coming up next month and in May called Making Collaboration Real. They're going to help us apply these skills in the workplace. Our contact information is repeated at the end of this program. Also, we want to hear your feedback. We continue to experiment with the format and content of the show. So send us your comments, send us your scenarios, tell us what you want us to role play. Send it to conflicthotline at baynvc.org. Before we go, we want to thank our role players, Carrie Tepperman and Allie Miller. We want to thank coach Mickey Cashton and the crew and production people, everyone who's volunteering to support the program. We hope you'll join us again next month on March 3rd for no another hour of the Conflict Hotline. The topic next month is parenting. You can also see past episodes of our show on YouTube at YouTube slash BayNVC. Until next month, I'm Seagal Shoham. I hope to see you then. Good night. I take a deep, dark breath of my fear. Breathe out compassion to myself. I take a deep, dark breath of your fear Breathe out compassion to you And the next breath 
is for all the people who can relate to me and you. Mm. You cannot see eye to eye. Won't you step up with me and try? Drop the fences down. Find the common ground. Take a deep breath. I'm here to free you, yeah, enemy.